You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Presents Hollywood. The Lux Radio Theater brings you Gary Cooper in The Westerner with Walter Brennan and Doris Davenport. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. I have a telegram here from Helen Hayes. She says, best wishes to you and the Lux Radio Theater. May your seventh season be so good it surpasses the other six. That's just like Helen Hayes, wishing good to others. So this seems the right time, Helen, to wish you all success in your new program. But it'll be, it'll be hard to top the performances you've given us in the past. I'm going to be one of your listeners next Sunday night, September 29th. I wouldn't miss the Helen Hayes opening broadcast on the CBS network for anything in the world. Good luck, Helen. We'll be listening. A few weeks ago, on a flight across this continent, I had a bird's-eye view of the jagged mountains and broad plains, the quiet towns and bustling cities, the haystacks and the smokestacks, a bird's-eye view of, of America. It was a panorama of achievement, a vision of freedom fulfilled. There was a script in my hand that went well with what I saw. It was the script of tonight's play, The Westerner, a play about some of the men who dreamed America and made the dream come true. To those men, Samuel Goldwyn paid a tribute in his motion picture just released, and to them we dedicate this radio production with the same stars you'll see on the screen, Gary Cooper, Walter Brennan, and Doris Davenport. The Westerner is a story of the march of empire toward the setting sun, of men who shoot first and ask questions later. It's the story of one man in particular in this rough scramble for land and power, a man with a sense of justice and a way with a gun. His name is Cole Harden, and he's played tonight by Gary Cooper. Ordinarily, Gary is no easier to pin down for a date at a microphone than he is for a speech at a banquet. But this time, I had him right in the cast of my Northwest Mounted Police, and I got my man. We're proud to present a play like The Westerner, 
because it's part of the old American tradition, and it's brought to you by a modern American tradition, Lux Toilet Soap. We think that American women are the most beautiful women in the world, and we're mighty proud that so many of them use Lux Toilet Soap to help them stay that way. As our curtain rises, it's a signal for action, romance, and excitement. We begin Act One of The Westerner, starring Gary Cooper as Cole Harden, with Walter Brennan as Judge Roy Bean, and Doris Davenport as Jane Ellen Matthews. In the throes of rebirth after the war between the states, America moved west, where the land was free. First came the cattlemen, and with them, Judge Roy Bean, who took the law into his own hands, administering justice according to his lights. His court was a barroom. His sentences were swift and to the point. The strong limb of a tree and six feet of rope. Then into his stronghold moved another army, the homesteaders, who plowed the soil and fenced the field to bring security to their wives and children. War was inevitable, a war out of which grew the Texas of today. And the bloodiest battleground of that war was west of the Pecos. All set, Judge. We're ready to swing the homesteader. Chad Wilkins, you've been tried and found guilty of the most serious crime west of the Pecos. To wit, shooting a steer. Got anything to save yourself for the sentence this court's executed? I told you those cowherders shot at me first. I didn't mean to kill that steer on purpose. I was aiming at the man. It's your bad luck you missed him. That's the trouble with you sod busters. You can't shoot straight. But when I move that horse out from under you, by gobs, you'll hang straight. Chad Wilkins, may the Lord have mercy on your soul. Ah! All right, boys. Everybody over at the bar. The drinks are on me. That's what I like to hear. Come on over to the bar, fellas. <laughs> now, I'll propose a toast to the greatest woman in the world. There's a picture right up there. To the fairest flower that ever bloomed. Miss Lily Langtree. Hold it, boys, hold it. You there, stranger. Why ain't you drinking? Didn't you hear the toast? Yes, Lily Langtree. I thought you meant your friend. I, I didn't know that included me. And that includes every man that drinks at my bar. Yeah, glad to join you. Have, you. have you ever met Miss Langtree, Judge? No, I never met her. I never met the sun and never shook hands with the moon, and I've never been introduced to no class. Hey, that's all right. Too bad Lily Langtree couldn't have heard that. Did you ever see her? No. No, I was in England once when she was playing at the Empire, but I well, I didn't get around to it. Oh, you was in England once, and you could have seen her, but you never got around it, yeah. huh? Get out of my bar. Huh? Well, well, get out of my bar. Go on, get! Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, I didn't Go on. anything. I just... <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> to the Jersey Lily, boys. <laughs> Miss Lily Lane. <laughs> What's going on out there, Chickenfoot? Looks to me like Blackjack's bringing in another prisoner. Prisoner, huh? Hand me my law books under the bar. Get in there. Go on, keep moving. Give us room, boys. What you got there, Blackjack? A horse thief, Judge. Prisoner to the bar. Chickenfoot, the law. Order in the court. Here you hear your court of vinegar room now in session. Where's the prisoner? Which one's the prisoner? I guess you're talking about me. Are you Judge Bean? Mm, that's right. Why? Well, nothing much. I've heard of you. So is a lot of people. 
What's the charge, Blackjack? We caught him on Chicken Butts' horse. It was stole last week. A horse, Pete? Where's he at? Right outside. Let me see. Let me see. Well, so it is, Pete. Guess we got a case, all right. People of Vinegaroon again. Uh, you can use any name you like. Cole Harden. What are you doing in Vinegaroon? Oh, just passing through. Homesteader? No. Where do you hear from? Well, no place particular. Where are you heading for? No place special. Oh, saddle bum, huh? Well, it's all right to live on a horse if it's your own horse. Chicken foot, swear him in. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth shall help you? Take off your hat. Now, Cole Hart, and I'll tell you. Just a minute. Here, here, order. What do you want in here? Are you Bean? Yes, ma'am, Judge Roy W. Bean. My name's Jane Ellen Matthews. Yes, Miss Matthews, what can I do for you? What have you done with Shad Wilkins? Shad Wilkins? He was working in the fields when some of your wranglers came up and took him away. Shad Wilkins, Shad Wilkins. Oh, yeah. He was hanging around out here a while back, but he ain't around now. Your men not only took him away, but they tore down the fence. Not a stick of it was left standing. That's so? Yes, that's so, and you needn't pretend you don't know about it. Well, it don't surprise me none. It's again the law to build fences hereabouts. What law? Whose law? Mine. Now you listen to me, Mr. Bean. Judge Bean. You're no more a judge than I am. I wouldn't say that if now was you. I might consider it contempt of court. It's contempt, all right. You call this a court? I do, and it happens to be in session right now. Southeast, get the young lady a chair. Now you sit down, Matthews, and I'll tend to your case in a minute. Cole Harden, you're charged with stealing a horse. Guilty or not guilty? Not guilty. Where's Exhibit A? Huh? Where's the horse? Bring in the horse, chicken foot. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Come sure. On, Look out. Miss Matthews? When cattle can't get to water, they die. There's miles of river on each side of our homestead. This country's unfenced rangeland. It all this was and all this will be. Get in there. Get in there. Oh, All right, Judge. There he is. Oh, boy. Old Harden, it's my duty to inform you that the last of an equine is a capital offense, punishable by death. But you can rest assured that in this court, a horse thief always gets a fair trial before he's hung. Chicken foot, that's your horse? Hmm? Oh, sure he is. Ownership of the horse clearly established. It belongs to Chickenfoot. That's my ruling. Well, I don't contest it, Your Honor. Maybe the horse does belong to uh, Chickenfoot here, but I didn't steal it. How'd you get it, then? I bought it. <laughs> Order in the court. <laughs> that all you got to see? That's all. No, it's not. I'm not going to stay here and see anybody railroaded like this. Miss Matthews, I don't recollect you as summoned as a witness in this trial. What kind of a trial is it when a prisoner isn't even allowed to have anybody speak for him? You an attorney, miss? I'm as much an attorney as you are a judge. You know this man? No, I don't. Ever seen him before? No, but... Can you prove he didn't steal the horse? No, but... Then I... he don't need no lawyer. This man was caught in a stolen horse in this jurisdiction. That's pretty facey evidence. The case is closed, and that's my ruling. Yes, and it's just like all your rulings. The courtroom will now be cleared of everybody, excepting the judge, the jury, the prisoner, and the witnesses. I guess that means you, Miss Matthews. I'll go. I don't want to see any more. Murder, that's what it is. This man hasn't got a chance, and you know it. But you never give anybody a chance. You didn't give us one when you stampeded the cattle over our crops. You thought you'd starve the homesteaders out, but you didn't. You can pester us and rob us and kill us, but you can't stop us. Because there'll always be more coming, more and more. And we'll stay on our farms in spite of you and your courtroom and your killer. By gob, she's all right. She'd make a good cattleman. If it wasn't for Lily, I'd marry her. Gentlemen of the jury, you heard the case. Again, the accused, pro and con. And now I guess you better retire to consider a verdict. Chicken foot. You better take Pete out for a little fresh air. All right. Take him out, Bart. I got work to do. Jury to the rear. Come on now. Come on, Bart. Take him out there.
You suppose it's all right for the prisoner to take a drink? Why, sure. We don't aim to inflict no cruel or unusual punishment on a man, even if he is a horse thief. Join me, Your Honor. Don't mind if we do. Don't spill none of that liquor, son. It eats right into the bar. Well, here's to the most beautiful lady. The beautiful lady on the wall, Miss Lily Langtree. Say, is, is that a bullet in her face? Yeah, and the man that fired that bullet was hauled out of here feet first. Is that so? Well, uh, he ought to be. Any man that had shoot at a picture of Lily Langtree ought to be killed. It's just retribution. Hmm. You and admire Miss Lily's, too? Well, that's putting it mildly. Uh, she's the most beautiful woman I ever met. Met? Met? You mean to tell me you met Lily Langtree, the real her in the flesh? Oh, many times. Wonderful actress. How'd you get to know her? Well, that's, uh, well, that's a long story, Judge. Uh, mighty fine liquor. Uh, what do you call it? Rub of the brush. Go on. Did you get to know her real well? It's got character. I said, did you get to know her real well? Now, Judge, a gentleman never discusses a lady in a bar room. Who said it's a bar room? This is a courtroom. Tell me, is she as pretty as them pictures? The picture's never been made that can do justice to Lily Langtree. See, is she good-natured? An angel. <laughs> I'll never forget the night we met. Yeah, go on. What's she like? I'll never forget it as long as I live. Now, you've been down around Llano Bay, ain't you? Oh, sure. Well, uh, you know how it is at sunset? You can look out, and that water ain't exactly blue, and it ain't exactly purple. It's a kind of color a man can feel, but he can't put a name to. Yeah. Well, that's Lily's eyes. By gobs. How about her hair? Her hair? Oh, well, that's a tough one, Judge. Well, now, well, you know, you know how bright and coppery and gold-like a young chestnut horse is running in the bright sun? Yeah. Well, her hair is something like that in the daytime. You mean it's different at night? Well, not different, but just uh, sort of more so. By gosh. I, uh, <clears throat> I, I got a lock of her hair. But you mean to tell me you actually got the real... Uh, well, I don't suppose you'd ever part with that lock of hair, no matter what a man is willing to give. A man don't trade things like that. Oh, of course not. Uh, see, let's have a look at it. Uh, well, uh, I haven't got it with me. Where's it at? It's, uh, it's with my stuff in El Paso. El Paso, huh? Uh-huh. Suppose you could write for it. Sure. Wouldn't take long to get here by mail coach? Oh, about two or three weeks. Two or three weeks, huh? Yeah, about. Mm-hmm. Jury's ready, Judge. Come on in. Well, what's the verdict? Why, you know what the verdict is. Guilty. Harden. There's only one thing it can do. You're sentenced to hang. That's my ruling. Turn loose the prisoner's hands, boy. But, Judge, you just ruled it. I didn't finish my ruling. The court sentenced the prisoner to hang, but the court didn't say when. So long as there's reasonable doubt... What when... reasonable doubt, Judge? We caught him with chicken foot horse. There ain't any room for doubt. Order! I've been talking to the prisoner. He's a friend of Lily Langtree's. Stands to reason no friend of Lily Langtree's goes around stealing horses. Leastways, there's reasonable doubt. His sentence is suspended for, for two or three weeks until I can look into the matter further. That's my ruling. Court's adjourned. Can a man get a drink now? Sure he can. Hi, Evans. Evening, Judge. What'll it be? Jersey Lily Special. Ain't seen you for some time, Evans. Nope. Been up north. Just rode in. Uh, pardon, mister. Yeah? 
What's yeah. on your mind? I heard you say you've been up north. Say, you don't happen to have a twin brother, do you? Wait a minute, no, I haven't. Then maybe you better pay me that money you owe me. You're loco, brother. I don't owe you nothing. You owe me $60. Get away from me. $60. Get away, I tell you. Say, look, mister, I don't happen to have a gun on me. But I want that money, and I want it now. Why, you... Let him have it, Evans. Give him room, boys. Give him room. You know the rules of the court, no interfering in differences of opinion. Say, that was pretty nice work, Harden. Thanks. Now, uh, with the permission of the court, I'll just take my $60 out of his pocket. Give me just a minute. I ain't so sure that's legal. Yeah, well, it is in this case. You see, uh, this friend of yours is the man who sold me that horse. What? And he's the fellow that stole it from me. Get him up off that floor. I'll take not... Take it easy. Stand right where you are. Look out, chicken foot. He's got you covered. Put away that gun, Evans. I'm going out that door. If anybody makes a move, I'll drop him. That goes devil for me. Put down that gun. I'm warning you. Come on, you... You got him, Judge. Right through the heart. That's where I aimed. How much he got in his pockets? Uh, let me see. Uh, $50, $60, $80, $84 and $6. He's fined $80 for disorderly conduct and $4 and $6 bits for carrying concealed weapons. Now you men get some rope and string him up. <laughs> string him up? Why, he's dead already. We hang horse thieves, don't we? String him up like I tell you. Well, all right. Pardon. You can have his horse and outfit. Come on, have a drink. Rubber the brush? Rubber the brush. Say when, son. When? <laughs> I guess I can match that. When? Well, son, here's to a lock of Miss Lily's hair. That's coming from El Paso. Right. <sighs> Better have another one on that. Make it a good one this time. Say when, son. When? <laughs> good boy. Say when. Oh. Morning, Judge. Time to get up. Huh? Who are you? Who are you? Sorry if I woke you. I I was just leaving. Oh, you was. Well, what a... Oh, oh, stranger. Come here, quick. What's the matter? Straighten out my neck, will you? Grab hold of my head now and jerk it quick. Oh, thank you. Where's my neck? You see, I was hung once, but my friends cut me down in time. Now, when I don't live right, why, the crick comes back on me. Now, who are you, anyhow? What are you doing here? Well, don't you remember? I'm the fellow that filled out the inside straight on one chicken foot's horse. He's waiting outside for me now, saddled and ready to go. Well, uh, so long, Judge. Nice to have met you. One chicken foot's horse. Inside straight. I never saw him before in my life. Man, it's crazy. I... By gobs, that lock of hair. Hey, you! Come back here! Come back! Come back, you! Judge. Get out of my way. I gotta catch that fella. Get me a horse. Anybody's horse. Quick. Hey, you. Pull up that horse. Stop. You hear? Sorry, Judge. I'm in a hurry. Pull up that horse. And by gobs, I'll pull you down off of it. Ha <laughs> ha. Try it. 
All right, I will. Hey, look out! Why, you crazy old... That locker here. Lily's hair. You promised right to write the parcel for it, don't you remember? We drank on it. When are you going to do it, huh? You ain't going to crawfish. No. The first post office I come to. Oh, oh my neck. Straighten her out, with you, son? Thanks. Are you mangy old scorpion? You might have got us both killed. <laughs> Here, Pete. Come on, fella. That's a boy. Come on now, easy. Hey, son. Where you going? California. What do you want to go to California for? See the Pacific Ocean? <laughs> Just like the Gulf down in Lano Bay. Mm, it's bigger. Ah, why don't you stay around Vinegar in a while? We could have a lot of fun together, you and me. We could talk about Lily and... No, I'm on my way. Listen, it's a great country here west of the Pecos. Fella could really make something of himself. Why, when I first come here, I didn't have nothing. Now I'm boss of the whole section. That's mighty fine, Judge. You know, you know, I sort of caught into you the first time I seen you. Why don't you put in with me? Well, I tell you, Judge, it's nice of you to ask me, but I'm heading for California, and uh, nothing short of hanging can stop me. Wait a minute. You can't go. You're under suspended sentence for horse stealing. Why, you hung Evans for that. You're under suspended anyhow. Who are you? What do I know about you? How do I know they ain't looking for you? You're under arrest for disorderly conduct, for, for disturbing the peace, uh, for vagrancy, and, and you're on your way back to town with me, and that's my ruling. Sorry, Judge. Come back here. Thanks for everything. Come back or I'll shoot. No, you won't. I won't, huh? I'll show you. So long. <laughs> By gobs, he stole my gun. In a moment, Gary Cooper, Walter Brennan, and Doris Davenport come back to the microphone for the second act of The Westerner. But now, Mr. DeMille has a special guest here on our stage to introduce to you. Just before our broadcast of September 9th, ladies and gentlemen, the telephone rang and my secretary informed me that Russell Patterson, the famous artist, was calling from New York. I was reasonably certain that Russ didn't want to use me as a model, and he didn't. However, that call led to the appearance here tonight of the lovely Miss Vera Gilmer, the modern cameo girl. Miss Gilmer, will you and Mr. Ruick tell the story from the beginning? We certainly will, Mr. DeMille, and thank you. Well, Miss Gilmer, suppose you tell us what you were doing about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, Mr. Ruick, I was a photographer's model in New York. But it seems like two years ago, so much has happened. Just how did it all happen? Well, Russell Patterson called me up one day and asked me if I'd like to go to Hollywood. I thought perhaps one of my friends was playing a joke on me, but I said yes anyway. Then I discovered it wasn't a joke at all. He had picked me as the modern cameo girl. And the trip to Hollywood? You see, Mr. Patterson listened to the Lux Radio Theater and heard about the Scarlett O'Hara brooches you're offering. And he seemed to think that I was the modern cameo girl. I quite agree with Russell Patterson. Well, he telephoned Mr. DeMille from New York and told him about the idea. And it seems that Mr. DeMille said, send her out. So here I am just after my first trip in a plane and a TWA Stratoliner at that. I'll bet that was thrilling. But uh, tell me, isn't that the original Scarlett O'Hara brooch you're wearing now? No, it, it isn't. It's one of the brooches you're offering on the program. And I brought along a whole set of matching pieces, a ring, bracelet, pendant, and earrings. And, of course, a brooch to present to Miss Vivian Lee. 
what have you been doing since you came to Hollywood, Miss Gilmer? Well, the first day I was in town, Mr. DeMille asked me to have lunch over at Paramount. After we'd talked for a while, he said he might have a, a part for me in his next picture, Reap the Wild Wind. Two weeks ago, a model in New York, and now the modern cameo girl with a chance for a part in a DeMille picture. I can hardly believe it. But one thing I do know, this Scarlett O'Hara brooch I'm wearing is one of the loveliest jewelry pieces I've ever seen. My friends, among them some of New York's most style-conscious models, have commented on, the on how timely cameo jewelry is and how nicely it fits in with the newest fashions. I just know everyone would like you to tell how to get one of these simulated cameo brooches for themselves. Well, thank you for coming to the Lux Radio Theater, Miss Gilmer, and uh, good luck with your movie career. Now, here's the way to get a Scarlett O'Hara brooch, designed after the one Vivian Lee wore in Gone with the Wind. I know you'll want one, because it's so rich and distinctive looking. The brooch is simulated cameo, and the pure white head is beautifully contrasted against an ebony background. The lovely gold-finished setting has a classic Grecian border design that tells you right away of the fine craftsmanship that went into the brooch. It has a safety clasp, too. Now, to get this fine, expensive-looking jewelry piece, just buy three cakes of Lux toilet soap and ask your dealer for a handy order blank. Or write your name and address on a piece of paper and send it with the three Lux toilet soap wrappers and 15 cents in coins, no stamps, please, to Lux toilet soap, Box 1, New York City. I'll repeat that address. Lux toilet soap, Box 1, New York City. Your Scarlet O'Hara brooch will be mailed to you promptly. And with it you'll receive an illustrated order blank for additional matching pieces. Ring, bracelet, pendant, and earrings. All beautifully designed and all at amazing bargains. Get your Lux toilet soap and send the three wrappers and 15 cents in coin for your Scarlet O'Hara brooch tomorrow without fail. This offer is good only in the United States. Now, our producer, Mr. DeMille. Act two of The Westerner, starring Gary Cooper as Cole Harden, Walter Brennan as Judge Roy Bean, and Doris Davenport as Jane Ellen Matthews. West of the Pecos, the land shall be free for the grazing of cattle. That was Judge Bean's law, enforced by a roaring sixth shooter. On the homestead farms, hired hands dropped their tools and ran, leaving the crops to wither in the sun. Only the braver souls remained to plead and beg and fight. And one of these was Jane Ellen Matthews. You're cowards. That's what you are. Afraid of your own shadows. This is our land. It belongs to us. We have a right to be here, and it's our duty to stay here. We hired out for farm work, miss. Not a civil war. There's no fit place to homestead in. Land's no good when there's all this lead flying over it. You'd shoot back, maybe they'd stop bothering we you. We did shoot back. What a Chad Wilkins. He ain't a-trying it no more. Shad Wilkins is only one man. My daughter's right in a lot of ways. She says you've a duty to stay, and it is a duty. To open this country, make it free, We're not a lawless. Mr. Matthews, but we don't want no part of it. Come on, Jack. And they call themselves men. I told you what it'd be like, Mr. Matthews. My hands quit the same way yesterday. But you're going to stay. You're not going to leave, Wade. I own my land. I'll stay all right. But we've got to do something and do it fast so there won't be a hired hand left in the country. Uh, what can we do? We can fight fire with fire. There's enough homesteaders left that feel the same way I do. We can give Judge Bean the same thing he gave Shad Wilkins. No, Wade. That's, that's not the way. Just more killing and more bloodshed. 
We can't win like that. Maybe. Well, I gotta get over to the farm. Aren't you going to stay for supper? I'll be back. Father. Yes? You suppose Wade meant what he said? Yeah, there's no telling about Wade. I was thinking, though, maybe if some of us did see Roy Bean, appeal to him for justice... Justice. If you'd seen him yesterday pretending to try that prisoner. Well, the man didn't have a chance. He... <gasps> What's the matter? Oh, that man. The one I was just... I saw him plain as day looking in the window. Well, you're seeing things, Jane Ellen. They hanged that man. I saw him, I tell you. Who's there? Evening. Am I, uh, am I intruding? Oh, no, you're, you're not. It's, it's just, I, I thought you were a ghost. I, I guess you're partly to blame I'm not. I just stopped by to thank you. Father, this is Mr. Uh... Harden. Welcome, Mr. Harden. You mean to tell me Bean tried you and you didn't hang? Well, uh, your daughter was my lawyer. I guess she's the one that got me off. I knew you weren't a horse thief. Thanks. <laughs> what made you so sure? Oh, I, I just knew. Are you working anywhere, son? No, no, I'm heading for California. I see. Uh, well, Mr. Harden, I suppose a body that's just been hanged is apt to be a bit hungry. You can stay for supper. Well, I don't want to put you out any. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, sit down here, Mr. Harden. Thank you. You're very kind. think he likes it here, Jane Ellen. Wouldn't surprise me if we've got him. What's he doing now? Out feeding his horse. Looks good and strong. Probably could take the place of two men. I was thinking that. I was also thinking you might add on a little more welcome. How do you mean? Oh, just keep smiling at him. And if it should come up natural-like, you might mention what a handsome man he is. Can't do any harm. Father, I'm not going to. Look out. Everything all right, Harden? Fine, thanks. Good. I'll go see about your bunk. Oh, don't trouble. No trouble at all. Uh, can I uh, give you a hand? Oh, no, thanks. Just sit down and make yourself comfortable. Well, I won't argue with you. If I had to wash dishes, I guess I'd uh, give up eating. Well, what do you do about the dishes when you're home? Home? You mean in a house? Well, you live in a house, don't you? No, ma'am. My house is... All out there. All one room with the sky for a roof. <laughs> Pretty big place. Yep, got some space to rent. And California's your next stop, huh? California, yeah, but I don't stop. Oregon next, I guess. Well, all places aren't just the same. Wouldn't you rather stay a little longer in some places? Nope, they're all the same. Beautiful when you leave them. It's, well, it's like the turtles. They carry their houses with them. If I had to build me a house, I'd, I'd have it on wheels. Not me. I'd want my house so that nothing could ever move it. Down so deep that an earthquake couldn't shake it, and a cyclone would be just another wind going by. Well, you say, who wants to be a turtle? And I say, I hope you'll be very happy in your house. Well, I guess I'll be getting along. Oh, uh, say, say, wait a minute. What? I'll bet I know something we would agree on. What's that? Well, in about a week now, we're going to husk the corn. And I'll bet you'll agree that that's fun. Huh? Husking corn fun? Yes. I'd rather wash dishes. Oh. Well, it was a fine supper and, and good cooking. Oh, uh, Mr. Harden. Huh? You're a very handsome man, you know. Uh, uh, I doubt that, but I'm a very, very tired one. 
Good night. Good night. Fine, Mr. Harden. Yeah. Huh. If anybody told me yesterday I'd be playing tag in a cornfield with a lot of cows, I'd... If we had some men that would ride fence, there wouldn't be any cows in the cornfield. That's right, isn't it? You know, uh, you were sure cute last night, Miss Matthews. What was cute about me? Well, in the first place, I've never been so welcome anywhere in my life. And when I said I didn't like picking corn, well, <laughs> that was when you were cute. Now you're making fun of me. Well, it's more fun than picking corn. Jane Allen! Harden! Hey, say, look at your father. I wonder what's up. Father, what is it? I, I tried to stop them. They wouldn't listen to Wade. me. Wade. Oh, yes, it's the wrong thing to do. I begged them not to. Who? What happened? Wade Hopper's rounded up some of the men. The homesteaders, they're going to town to lynch Judge Bean. When did they leave? About an hour ago. They took our wagon. Well, get off that horse, quick. Where are you going? Into town. You back from California already? Hey, you gotta get out of here and don't stop for nothing. Did you write to El Paso? Hey, listen, just get on your horse and get because they're after you. Did you write to... Who's after me? The homesteaders. They're gonna string you up. Why that bunch of plow-pushing, sod-busting... They're outside right now. A whole wagon load of them. A wagon load? Why, I can handle a train load of them. I'll tear the livers out. Get in that back room. What for? Let go. I'm locking you in there till they leave. You're locking nobody in. I'll shoot my way out. Get in there. Morning, gentlemen. What'll it be? It'll be Roy Bean. Where is he? He's out for a while. Oh, that's because you came down here and warned him. I told you Judge Bean is out. All right, we'll wait. Make a move and I'll kill you. Wait, Judge. I'm handling this. Keep your hands up, all of you. Cole, start collecting them shotguns and set them down this end of the bar easy-like. Go on. Drop your rifles, boys. He's holding the cards right now. Now, Judge... I'll take yours. They go, you crazy. Thanks. The drinks are on me, gentlemen. We're not drinking with you, Harden, or him either. I ain't serving none of my liquor to no bunch of tomato kissing, plow pushing. Now, so- Judge, we don't want any harsh words to spoil this friendly little get-together. Get-together? Why, this pack of weasels invade the dignity of my courtroom, come in here armed with malice aforethought to kick up a rumpus? Now, look, you, you being a judge, you know there's always two sides to any question. Now, these men have come here with a legitimate grievance. We're not asking you to speak for us, Harden. No, not me either. Well, that makes it unanimous. I'm going to talk for the both of you. There's a law here against fencing land that seems nothing short of murder to people raising crops. But it's common sense to men running cattle. I've seen this kind of war before. The cattlemen came in first, and then the homesteaders moved in and fenced them out. They had crops for a year, and then a dry spell, a drought. So the homesteaders moved out and the Russian thistle and the jimson weed moved in. And the big spaces were all broken up by little quarter sections. And the homesteads left empty. 
and the houses caved in, and the land no good for man or cattle. Yeah, you spoiled the land in the east. Now you come here to spoil this land. Well, this here's a big country. Yeah, but it ain't big enough for cattlemen and homesteaders, and it never will be. Now clear out of here. That's my ruling. All right, Bean. We're going. We're going back to build our fences. If you do, you better build coffins along with them. <laughs> you sure told them off, son. Yep, and now I'm going to tell you off. I'm sorry I stopped them from lynching you. They got a right to defend their homesteads. This ain't homestead land. You just said so yourself. The, go the government didn't say so. I'm the government here. By gobs, I don't see how you can talk up for scum like that. Well, they proved up on their land, and they've got deeds to it. When you make war on them, you're making war on their women and kids, too. Those people were starved out last year. I heard about those cattle being stampeded over their crops, and there's too many strays running loose in that valley right now. Only they're not strays. What do you want me to do, arrest them cattle and fine them a couple of dollars apiece for trespass? Now, look. Those people don't take up much room with their little shirt-sized pieces of land. Why don't you be a real judge for all the people? Why don't you try to see their side of it and help them instead of fight them? Make peace around here instead of war. There's plenty of room for everybody. Then everybody would look up to you. Then someday maybe they'd put up a statue out there in the street. A statue with carving on it to Roy Bean. A real judge. What are you doing? Catching a fish? I guess I'm wasting my time. Hold on, wait a minute. Did you write that letter to El Paso yet? No. You promised we drank on it. I didn't have to write it. I had that lock of hair on me all the time. You did? Well, well why didn't you give it to me then? If I'd have given it to you, you'd have hung me, wouldn't you? <laughs> Might have at that. Let's have a look at it, would you? I haven't got it on me. Suffering, bleeding, chickamaugy. Where's it at? Well, I left it over at the Matthews place. Oh, how is she? Huh? Come on, I'll ride right over there with you. No, you won't. You mean you're going to crawfish? You ain't going to give it to me? Sure, I'll give it to you. When? When the last steer's out of that valley. All right. I'll pass the wood around the boys. No, you don't. You're going to help run those cattle out, and I'm going along with you to see that it's done. Don't you trust me, Cole? When uh, I was a kid, I had a pet rattlesnake. I was fond of it. But I wouldn't turn my back on it. <laughs> you all right. I'm going back now and gather my stuff. And that gather lock of hair. Yep, the lock of hair. I'll remember. Morning, Jane Ellen. Why are you stopping? California's that way. Oh, I don't seem to be in favor here. Anything wrong? They told me you spoke up for Bean, Mr. Harden. Well, I... Well, I did try to tell them Bean's point of view. Why didn't you tell him ours? Well, I did that, too. And we got together. You won't have to patrol your fields any longer. The judge gave me his word. They'd round up all the cattle in this valley and take them out of here. You think he'd keep his word? Well, I'm going along with him to see that he does. You mean it, don't you? Yes, ma'am. Now, there's uh, just one more thing I'd like to say. What? Let me look at you. Mm, no. No, you're not the prettiest girl I ever saw. Well, that's good news. Who asked you? But you got the prettiest hair I ever saw. Oh, thank you. I never saw anything like it. Uh, could I, uh, could I clip a lock of it? No, you can't. Uh, will you clip one? No, I won't. Kind of a deadlock, isn't it? But I, <laughs> I sure would like to have it. You don't suppose I could uh, sort of talk you into it, do you? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, sit down, will you? I, uh, I brought along a pair of scissors. 
You know, just, just in case. Locker Lily's hair. It's genuine, ain't it? Cut it off with my own hands. By gobs. Remember, you said every steer out of the valley by harvest time, and that's around next week. They'll be out. You got my word. I hope so. They're figuring on a little celebration. I'd, I'd hate to disappoint them. <laughs> It's hard to believe. Not a steer around for miles, and the crop half reaped. <laughs> it's too good to be true. Don't be so gloomy, Wade. We're celebrating the occasion, not brooding over it. Just the same, it's funny. I don't trust him, Mr. Matthews. Well, uh, shall we go back? No, Cole. Not yet. There's something I want to show you. All right. Tell me something. What do you ever do with that lock of hair? Uh, oh, uh, your hair. Why, I, um... Show it to me. Oh, uh, <clears throat> nobody can see that. Not even you. Look, Cole. There's what I wanted to show you. The best piece of homestead land in the whole country. Used to belong to one of the hired men that left us. And now it's anybody's. You'd just claim it. Yeah, say, that's a fine piece of land, all right. Yep, say, look at the feet up on those slopes over there. And that and that strip along the bottom's fine for wheat or, or corn. And that little knoll right there. It's just begging for a house. Do, uh, do you know how to build a house? No. Well, you, <clears throat> you, uh, well, you, uh, well, you have the kitchen there and the bedroom there and the uh, parlor right smack here in the middle. Yes, and... And it would have to have the right things in it, too. What sort of things? Oh, fires and lamplight. The smell of coffee in the morning and sound of rain on the roof. You make it sound pretty nice. It couldn't be on wheels, though. It'd be there to stay. Hmm. When, when you talk about it, it don't sound bad. Cole. Hey, what's that? I don't know. Look, fire! The wheat fields are on fire! Go to your homes, everybody! Protect your houses! Who did it? Judge Bean and his men! They've set fire to every field in the valley! Go to your homes! Bean and his men! You told me he promised to let us alone! He gave me his word! Our whole crop's burning to the ground! That's how good his word is, and yours too! Jane Ellen! You knew we were going to be burned out! You must have known! That's why you herded all the cattle out so they wouldn't be burned with the crops! You don't believe that, Jane Ellen! Get away from me! Don't you touch me! I hate you! I hate you! just a moment, Mr. DeMille and our stars, Gary Cooper, Walter Brennan, and Doris Davenport, will bring you Act Three of The Westerner. While we're waiting, I'm going to ask Sally to read you a letter from Mrs. Henry R. Stearns of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Mrs. Stearns is one of the thousands of women who asked the makers of Lux Toilet Soap to send her one of the exquisite Scarlet O'Hara brooches that we first told you about on this program two weeks ago. You ready, Sally? Mm-hmm. Mrs. Stearns writes, Dear Mr. Ruick, I get so much pleasure out of wearing my lovely Scarlet O'Hara brooch. I think it's only fair to tell you and the makers of Lux Toilet Soap about the sensation the brooch caused the first time I wore it. The day I received the brooch, 
I wore it on a plain black dress that afternoon, and all the members of my bridge club were crazy about it. My husband and I were having some friends for dinner that same night, so I wore the Scarlet O'Hara brooch on a turquoise blue dress. The brooch was just as effective on the turquoise color as it had been on the black dress. Everyone spoke about the brooch. Why, even my husband admired it. And it usually takes him a while to notice that I'm wearing anything new. I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying my Scarlet O'Hara brooch and how grateful I am to the makers of Lux Toilet Soap for the opportunity to own such a lovely pin. And because I'm sure that every woman will enjoy her Scarlet O'Hara brooch just as much as Mrs. Stearns, I'm going to urge you to send for yours right away. Just go to your dealer, buy three cakes of gentle white Lux Toilet Soap, and ask him for a handy order blank. Or write your name and address on a piece of paper and enclose it with the three Lux Toilet Soap wrappers and 15 cents in coin. No stamps, please. Address the envelope to Lux Toilet Soap, Box 1, New York City. Your Scarlet O'Hara brooch will be mailed to you promptly, and soon you'll be enjoying it. You'll love the design of the simulated white cameo head against its glistening ebony background, and you'll appreciate the expensive-looking gold-finished setting. So don't miss out on the chance to own one of these exquisite Scarlet O'Hara brooches. Get three cakes of Lux toilet soap and send the wrappers and 15 cents in coin for your brooch tomorrow. Remember the address. Lux toilet soap, box one, New York City. With your brooch, you'll receive an illustrated order blank telling you how to get additional matching pieces to complete your Scarlet O'Hara ensemble. There's a ring, bracelet, pendant, earrings, all of the same lovely design and all at amazing bargain prices. This offer is good only in the United States. We pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Curtain rises on the third act of The Westerner. Throughout the night, the fire rages, sweeping across the green valley, turning the houses to heaps of gray ash, the fertile fields to a sea of smoldering black. In the desolate dawn, the homesteaders move slowly across the plain to a new and more friendly land. But there's one who stays behind, a victim of hate and lawlessness, Jane Ellen's father, buried now beneath the soil he loved so well. Man that is born of woman has but a short time to live. He cometh up and is cut down like a flower. He fleeth as if it were a shadow and never continueth in one state. In the midst of life, we are in death. Jane Ellen, I, I just heard about your father. I came to see if I could help him. They ran him down with their horses. Judge Bean's men. He tried to stop them, and they killed him. The wagon train's left. The homesteaders have all gone, Jane Ellen. I'm staying. Nobody's going to drive me away from my land. Not with cattle or fire or killing my father or anything else. 
I'll be here long after Bean and his gang of murderers are gone. Sure you will. And me too. I don't want you. I don't want any of Roy Bean's friends around me. I don't need your help. I can do what I have to do alone. So can I. I'll be back, Jane Ellen. So this town, heretofore known as Vinegaroon, is hereby christened Langtree. Langtree, Texas. No man ever give a woman a whole town afore, but I'm a-doing it. And from now on, this whole section's going to bloom like the Jersey Lily herself. Quiet! Quiet! I ain't through yet. Miss Langtree's coming soon to play a night over at Fort Davis. And I want every legal resident of Langtree, Texas, to go over and see the godmother of this here town. A town of cattlemen. Fur cattlemen and by gobs run by cattlemen. Now... Now, in honor of this great occasion, I'm dishing out free beer to one and all. And anybody found sober after sundown is liable to arrest for disorderly conduct. And that's marooling. Let her go! I'd like to see you for a minute, Judge. Why, Cole, by gobs, man, I'm glad to see you. Well, I never wanted to see a man so much before in my life. What for? What for? Why don't you know what for? She's coming to Fort Davis. Lily Langtree's coming to Fort Davis. Lily Langtree? Lily Langtree, yeah. And you and me are going over there together. You're going to introduce me to her. By gobs, I'm going to meet her. I just can't believe it. I want to talk to you, Judge. Yeah, all right. And look, what I got to tell her when I see her. See that sign over there? Langtree. That's the name of this town. A great town after a great woman. I said I wanted to talk to you. Sure, Cole. This is a great day. I tell you, it's the greatest day in the history of Texas. Come on inside. <laughs> Sit down, Cole. I'll fix you a drink. Say when, son. When? Huh? What's the matter with you? Nothing. Quite a fire, wasn't it? Huh? Oh, the fire. Yeah, wasn't it, though? Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. I uh, wonder who was behind it. Oh, fire don't need nothing behind it. Fire has a way of moving all its own. Here's how, Cole. Wait a minute. Before I drink with you, Judge, I want to know you had nothing to do with it. Me? Why, how can you say a thing like that? Didn't I round up all them cattle for you? Wasn't I right in here in town when the fire broke out? Didn't I? Well, it was. And what's more, I ain't got no idea who done it. Now, drink up. Don't you believe me? No. Now, listen, son. I told you how it was, and I don't want you calling me no liar. Now, drink hearty. Will you swear by that? There ain't no reason it should be, but I'm willing. All right. I swear I had nothing to do with it. I swear by the revised statutes. By gobs, if there was a Bible in town, I'd... Where's that lock of hair? Huh? That lock of hair, where is it? Right here with me. Let me see it. Will you swear on that? Will you? All right, it was me. I burned their houses and the crops. I run them varmints out, and if you think I'm sorry, you're crazy. I'm proud and glad to read the country of them. It was either them or us, and now the range grass will grow back, and someday the cattlemen will put up a statue of me out there in the street, and they'll ride on it to Judge Roy Bean. He give us back the land. You get warrants in Fort Davis, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that's where they get them, but they don't know how to spell my name. It's been tried before. I'll get one. 
Cole! And this time, you're going to get what's coming to you. Cole! You and me's friends. I'd done what I had to. You think I was wrong. But if it was my own son come over here with a warrant, he'd have to be first in the draw. I aim to be. Unless I get it in the back before I get out of here. So long, Cole. Raise your right hand. You, Cole Harden, solemnly swear to carry out the duties of deputy sheriff according to law and in the best interest of the state and citizens thereof. Yes, sir. I do. Here's your warrant for Roy Bean. Good luck, Harden. Quiet! Go ahead, chicken foot. I tell you, I seen Cole Harden over in Fort Davis. I was buying those tickets for Little Lankry for you, and I seen him coming out of the sheriff's office with a star on his shirt. Hmm. Got a one-track mind, ain't he? A deputy, huh? If I was you, Judge, I wouldn't go anywhere near Fort Davis to see the best actress ever was. Me neither. How do you know you ain't heading into a trap? Them hombres is just waiting down there for you. Why, you pack of yellow bellies? Chicken foot, give me them tickets. You mean you're going to Fort Davis alone? Not by a jugful, I ain't. You're all going with me as a god honor right up the opera house. But I'm going in alone. I bought out the whole house just for me, see? I ain't sharing the Jersey Lily with no one. deserted, Judge. Yeah. They must have heard I was on my way. There's the Opry house. Pull up. All right, boys. Tie your horses over there. Take your places outside the theater and stay there. I want strict privacy all during the show. You'll get it. I'm going in now. Chicken foot, give me one of them tickets. Right this way, sir. Your, your seat's over here. My seat's anywhere I want to sit. Yes, yes, yes sir, certainly, but... Right here will do. When does Miss Langtree go on in the play? Well, as soon as the curtain goes up, sir. Well, when's that? Well, when the audience is here. You're, you're the first one, and I... I'm the only one. Yeah. So you can start right now. Oh, but, but I don't... Don't you hear good? I'm the audience. I'm the only one here. Except me, Judge. Why, you? Don't make a move for your gun. Usher, you better beat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, sir, certainly. I... Now look, Judge... I'm coming over there. I'm coming over to get you. Yeah, you better come a-shooting. I'm hoping that won't be necessary. Just keep your hands where they are, Judge. Deputy now, hey, Cole? Yep. That star on your shirt makes a right good target. Yeah. I hate to do this, Cole. Maybe I'll beat you to it. All right, let's see. Judge. Now, now you, you see what you've done? You stopped the show. How are we going to see Lily? Wait a long time for this. Now, now it's too late. No, no it isn't. She's back there now waiting to see you. What? 
She, she knows all about you. She wants to meet you. She told me so herself. She wants to... She wants to meet me. Help me. Help me stand up. There she is. She's coming. She's coming right here. I can stand alone. Turn me loose. I tell you, that's Maroolin. Miss, Miss Langtree? Uh, yes? Miss Langtree, I'd like to present an old admirer, Judge Roy Bean. How do you do? Uh, um, I'm pleased to... To meet you, ma'am, I... Judge. Judge! There's your house, Mrs. Harden. The last nails driven and the last stones in place. Not a wheel in sight. Oh, Cole, it's wonderful. Look. Hey, look across the valley. Why, it's a homesteaders. They're coming back again. Yep, wagons as far as your eye can see. Coming back in peace to build a state. It's the promised land. Gary Cooper, Walter Brennan, and Doris Davenport are back at the microphone without six shooters. Things are a little calmer in the state of Texas these days, aren't they, Gary? Well, we were all down there last week, C.B. It was pretty lively around Fort Worth and Dallas. And we all had a grand time at the premiere of the Westerner. The people in Dallas and Fort Worth really got out the red carpet for us. But nobody shot at us. Maybe they liked the picture. <laughs> Gary, I think your idea of audience criticism may be just a bit dated. It's the judge being influenced. If my memory doesn't fail me, the judge was not exactly fiction. No, sir. He's a lot too real for the good health of quite a few people. As a matter of fact, C.B., we met a fellow that used to work for him while we were making a Westerner. Yeah, the judge hired this fellow to hold up a train. Was there any gold on the train? No, just uh, Lily Langtree. That's the, ju that's the way the... Uh, that was the judge's way, rather, of inviting her to the town of Langtree. How romantic. What happened, Gary? Well, the feller missed the train. Yeah, and the judge never let him come back to town again. I suppose that's why he's still alive. Oh. You know, Mr. DeMille, this is the first time I've ever been in the Lux Radio Theater. But I'm a regular listener and a regular Lux soap user, too. As a matter of fact, I was a good customer of yours long before I started working in pictures. Lux soap agreed with my skin from the very first time I tried it. So naturally, I've used it ever since. Another Lux soap booster, C.B.? The more the merrier, Gary. And I think we'll have a lot of boosters for next week's play, too. What's it going to be, C.B.? Next Monday night, Walter, we're going to have Claudette Colbert and Fred McMurray on the stage. And you'll hear them in the play, His Girl Friday. It's adapted from the Columbia Picture Success and brings Claudette to this microphone as a wisecracking girl reporter. Fred McMurray is the boss editor, but bossing a reporter like Claudette Colbert is no easy job. Add the fact that the reporter was formerly the editor's wife, and the sum of the situation for us is a brilliant comedy romance next Monday night. Well, that sounds good to me, C.B., and I'll be in the audience. Good night. Good night. Good night, Mr. Good night. That was great play action tonight, partners. Oh, Gary, check your guns at the stage door.
Our sponsors, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when the Lux Radio Theater presents Claudette Colbert and Fred McMurray in His Girl Friday. This is Cecil B. DeMille saying good night to you from Hollywood. Here is important news for those of you who live in communities not operating on daylight saving time. If you live in a community which does not operate on daylight saving time, you will hear this program beginning next Monday night, one hour later than heretofore. Heard in tonight's play were Lou Merrill as Chickenfoot, Fred Shields as Wade, Harry Humphrey as Caliphate, Donald Curtis as Blackjack, John Deering as Shad Wilkins, Brooks Benedict as Bart, J. Michael as Evans, Ted Arthurs as Hod, Hal K. Dawson as theater manager, Forrest Taylor as farmer, and Gloria Holden as Lily Langtree. The stars of The Westerner appeared tonight through the courtesy of Samuel Goldwyn. The Scarlet O'Hara brooch, offered you by the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, is designed after one worn by Vivian Lee in Gone with the Wind, the Selznick International picture produced by David O. Selznick and released by Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. Our music is directed by Louis Silvers, and your announcer has been Melville Ruick. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen. On sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save 